The scripture speaks to an eternal purpose. James 4 verse 5. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Verse 4 gives incredible context for this verse, and it will be what we speak from in relation to the scripture speaking to an eternal purpose. James 4 verse 4. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. The scripture speaks to an incredible eternal purpose in God. It is this eternal purpose in God that declare of a life that we can know, which is 100% opposite to the life the world offers us, the life we were born into, friendship with the world. James calls us adulteresses if we have friendship in and with the world, because the Father gave us life so we can be in friendship, covenantal partnership with him. To not be faithful as a follower to one's covenant relationship of the Spirit with God is to be an adulteress. One is committing spiritual adultery to God and proving to be unfaithful. This is a major problem for a follower who is supposed to be living a life of faith in Christ. Question, so what is the purpose which the eternal scriptures speak of and to? Because the scriptures are eternal, the eternal gospel, Revelation 14 verse 6, they are words of spirit and life, spoken directly out of the mouth of God himself, and written down by man through the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Prophetic words in nature, character, and life, 2 Peter 1.20, then the scriptures point to an eternal purpose because the word of God is spirit and eternal. The eternal scriptures declare an eternal purpose, which is to be revealed now deep in the hearts and minds of every follower. The eternal purpose is the conforming of every follower into the image of the Son, so that the church is prepared and made ready for her marriage with the Lamb. Romans 8, 28-31 and Revelation 19, 7-8. This is what the spoken, written, spoken, written word on our hearts by the Spirit achieves. The context for the eternal scriptures is a marriage covenant between Christ and his church, the people of God. God's own possession. This is an eternal purpose, which is now, which we are to prophesy into the earth for all those of the temple, the earth to hear and understand and come into. This is the context or the overarching truth that the eternal scriptures are declaring. This is why the eternal commandments are to love God and people. The one who is in a marriage covenant loves the son, the groom and also loves the children of the Father. This is a pre-run for raising the eternal millennial family in the thousand-year reign as a husband and wife, where Christ and his wife will raise the millennial children of God in this time, raising them in the ways of God. Everything in God is eternal, because he is eternal. So it makes perfect sense that the purpose for the body is eternal. The kingdom of God is spiritual, eternal, and this makes the scriptures speak of the eternal realm on earth to which we, the church, 
are to be the ambassadors of while we are here. The kingdom of God is not of this world. It is not of this realm. And Jesus spoke to this in John 18. The spiritual kingdom of God is to be sought as a first place priority for every follower. It requires a loss of the kingdom of the world, our old life, which we are of, and a brand new turning to seek this concealed realm. This is the reality, the life that is more than food and clothing that Christ promises us in himself. It requires a brand new way of living. This kingdom within us causes a brand new way of being. The things we once lived for are gone and have been replaced with a brand new dimension. We are now living a brand new existence, which one will release a fragrance of life or death, depending on how one hears it. We have to ask ourselves, what purpose are we living for? Are we living for a temporal purpose? Are we friends of the world like James 4.5 declares? Are we as the church living for a temporal purpose, thinking and believing we are all about God's eternal purpose? The spoken, written, or the spoken, written, spoken, written word is anchored in an eternal, unseen dimension and is the power, the instrument God uses to bring about our incredible change and transformation. The spoken, written, spoken, written word declares the finished realm, the world of God's kingdom. God is working to a predestined dimension, which is already established in the unseen realm called his kingdom. It is this dimension which we are to hear, understand and see, demonstrating and living from. This for many is an unseen realm and reality, and all we know is justification or our justified state, with some works thrown in for good measure. Most have zero reference for the it is written spiritual dimension Jesus lived his life from and in and in alignment to. And yet this is supposed to be the dimension we all live from and for. This is what real faith is, faith in the unseen. It is becoming a kind of Christ called Christ-like people, which is the eternal purpose. Romans 8, 28 to 31. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. The entire scriptures are prophetic, eternal in nature. So when we speak, we must be speaking, prophesying the eternal word of God, which is spirit. This is what true macro prophecy is. It is making known the eternal word of God for God's eternal purpose, not just saying what he gives you from hearing his voice. This is still of God as the source, but it is not the eternal word of God being prophesied which builds this inner life. The word of God is spirit because it comes forth from the spirit, God himself, and it is a spoken, written, spoken, written word. The reason the word must be heard first is because it is spoken. Genesis 1.3 Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The word was not written down first, but it was spoken out of the mouth of God. 
And the same reality is today. The word that was spoken has been written down, but it is not the spoken and written word, but it is the spoken written, spoken written, spiritual word. It is all one thing, one substance, one spirit. And so it must be heard, understood, and seen all from and in the spirit, which is one. No one has seen God, only the Son of God. So God must be heard first, hence God's warning in Deuteronomy 4.16, not to make for ourselves a graven image of God in our form of God because of what we are looking at and to and can't hear. Deuteronomy 4.12, Then the Lord spoke to you from the midst of the fire. You heard the sounds of words, but you saw no form, only a voice. Verse 15, so watch yourselves carefully since you did not see any form on the day the Lord spoke to you out of Horeb from the midst of the fire so that you do not act corruptly and make a graven image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female. Question, what does the spoken written, spoken written spiritual word on our heart do? It establishes fellowship, oneness with God in us. And this enables us to be a strong pillar of truth, demonstrating who he says we are. The more this word is on our hearts and minds, we have all of this corresponding life that he promises us. 2 Peter 1, 19-21 says this, So we have the prophetic word made more sure to which we do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and all the morning star appears in your hearts. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke to you from God. The scriptures are prophetic. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but by men moved by the Holy Spirit from God. What is prophecy? Prophecy is a future now reality that already exists from God's perspective. The Scriptures testify to a future now reality that exists in Him which we are to know and live from. This is the purpose of the scriptures, which James 4 verse 5 declares. The purpose is an eternal prophetic purpose for his people. This purpose is a concealed purpose hidden in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, 2-4 Jesus was always speaking to his disciples prophetically. He was always addressing them and speaking to them from a future now context. Prophecy is a future now reality that already exists from God's perspective. He was always speaking in advance. John 14, 29, I told you before it happens, so you would believe. Matthew 24, 25, preparing them for what was coming. But Jesus was always speaking to who they were in a future now context. And he does this with us too. And we are to speak like this as well. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 18. He calls them friends, covenant partners, before they are living as covenant partners. John 15, 12 to 17. 
Jesus always addressed them prophetically first as he saw them from his future now lens made perfect. He had already forgiven their sin and iniquity, past, present, future, and the power of it even before physically going to the cross. And he would address their present reality so they could come to this prophetic future now realm that he was living from. He speaks, he spoke the spoken written, spoken written word, which brings us into the future now reality or realm he lived his life from, the kingdom of God. It is imperative we hear the eternal prophetic word, the spoken written, spoken written word, and pay attention to it, because this is where all the eternal life is discovered. We must pay attention to it as a lamp shining in a dark place, as it is the word that builds his eternal life within us, causing spiritual oneness, fellowship with God and others. The scriptures refer to the morning star, which is a metaphor for Christ. As we receive the prophetic word and pay close attention to it, the morning star Christ arises in our hearts. This is incredible. At the receiving of God's prophetic eternal word written on our hearts and minds, the morning star Christ arises. Verse 20 is a verse we must be completely aware of in relation to God's prophetic word. I love how it uses the word first and says no prophecy is a matter of one's own interpretation. Verse 21 backs this up because no prophecy, eternal word, was ever made by an act of human will. But men were moved by the Holy Spirit and spoke from God. It's the role of the Holy Spirit to bring to light and life the prophetic eternal scriptures and reveal them in us so we can speak of them into the earth as a prophetic people. Luke 1.70, as he, God, spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. We are all called and chosen to be able to testify to the eternal prophetic scriptures into the earth. This is not only the role of the prophet, but every member of the church, because the church are to be a prophetic race, a prophetic kind. A role of the prophet is to testify, declare this hidden eternal prophetic word from the unseen, so we can all know it and then ask and seek the Spirit's revelation of it on our own hearts. This way, we can all live as Christ did out of love. We must be able to discern the difference between hearing the eternal prophetic scriptures, the word of God, which builds and changes us, forming Christ's life within us, what I've called the spoken written, spoken written word, and hearing the eternal voice of God, which informs us in a different way and for a different purpose. The eternal prophetic word and the eternal prophetic voice are both for the purposes of doing a work on earth. We are to testify to both, but many only find themselves in the one, and this one is the lesser of the two. When I say lesser, I don't mean it is less needed, but it doesn't carry the same purpose and weight as the other. We must be in both if we are to be a mature, prophetic people, a race, a kind of Christ-like people, as the scriptures declare. The two purposes of the different words heard. Number one, hearing the eternal prophetic word, the scriptures, the spoken written, spoken written word is all about hearing to be and become. Macro prophecy 
And there is plenty of doing in this eternal prophetic word. This word prepares us for the future and now realm. Hearing the eternal prophetic voice or earthly prophecy is about hearing to do. This is micro prophecy. This one only prepares us to act in the now. There is no being or becoming in this voice. It is purely for works or function. Both are absolutely needed and required, but only one does the deep inner eternal work of building the Christ, the kingdom of God within us. They are from the same source, even though they are different. The alternative to these is hearing our version of his eternal prophetic word and his eternal prophetic voice, which leads us astray and into thinking we have something we don't. We have a kind of knowledge, but it doesn't produce the life that Christ calls us into, which is the entire point of knowing God. The hearing of God's prophetic word is the first place position in God's spiritual kingdom. We can be led astray by what we see in the natural, and because we may not have seen God, we must be able to hear God. John 1, 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. As the Spirit, our teacher, takes what we hear through the Spirit and engraves the spiritual word on our hearts, we now have the true knowledge of God on our hearts, which enables and empowers us to be able to keep his spiritual word, his commandments. This is the true process for spiritual inner growth and transformation, which we live from and are able to demonstrate a Christ-like life for all to see. It is from this true transformative spiritual position that God uses the scriptures to further clarify and confirm what he has already unveiled in us. We don't look to the scriptures for this life to be formed, but we look to the Christ first. The scriptures point us as a signpost or a letter to the one who can do this work. Scripture is not the authority of God. Jesus Christ is. We don't search the scriptures for life. We come to the one of the scriptures and he gives us life. This is why Jesus said, come to me. And he reveals himself in and on our hearts through his power. The scriptures now speak of the reality you already know. The scriptures are secondary to the primary Jesus himself. They, the scriptures, confirm what you already know through knowing him via revelation. What is spoken, the spoken written, spoken written word, creates life in and through God's people. Genesis 1 verse 3, Hebrews 11 verse 3, and 1 Thessalonians 2 13. The word of God is never half empty or half full. It's always full and overflowing. Human learning and the acquiring of information or knowledge of the scriptures through the intellect is human wisdom, demonic wisdom. This is when we attempt to know the message without knowing the messenger. John 5, 39-40 Only when we experience the truth, which is spirit, through the spirit's power engraving it on our hearts, can we know the truth that makes us free and enables us to demonstrate wisdom.